The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio. And we are here in the beginnings of spring where the leaves are coming out on the trees. And of course, all of my roses are starting to explode with new growth on them. I even found a rose the other day to everyone with a bud on it. So I know here in the greater Puget Sound, we've been having like bouts of snow and I'm going like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this, but I want everyone to know that spring is on its way and I am feeling really optimistic. And of course, we are in a situation where spring happens. What is the first thing that a lot of us do? I know I do. I go into cleaning mode. I go into how do I clear the decks? How do I get things out of there? I unearth all the things that have been locked up for winter and pulling out, you know, yard furniture and all those things. But the other thing is, is we've accumulated a lot of stuff. And a lot of of us also have accumulated stuff through two years of quarantine where we've been in a situation where we haven't been out to go places to take things to thrift stores or to donation centers or anything like that. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun today because we have one of our very, very special guests today, um, Kelly Smith, Vice President of Care Partners Senior Living. And Kelly, we always love having you. And I'm going to talk to you about this topic because let me tell you, girlfriend, you may not be a downsizing expert, but you talk to families every single day that are moving into your amazing communities. And so I just want to talk about a little bit about how can we help our parents? How can we help ourselves so that we don't leave a lot of clutter for our own children? And Kelly, welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio Network. Yes, glad to be here. Great I'm glad you are. So Kelly, um, tell me a little bit when we, we're starting off. Um, tell me a little bit about what families are experiencing when they downsize from their regular home to a senior living apartment, which is probably less than half the size of where they've been living. Most of them are going to be, and that's kind of a rule of thumb that I always encourage families to pay attention to. If mom's moving into a retirement house, a retirement apartment, Mm -hmm. she very possibly could have an apartment that's nine to 1200 square feet. Sure. If she moves into independent to assisted living, now you're looking at five to 700 square feet. Yep. Um, and it can even be smaller depending on the apartment. Right. So you have to take all that into consideration. Going from a 2,000 square foot home, you know, to, you know, a, a much smaller environment, you have to kind of weigh out what's important, what's not important. And it's home. So you want to make it feel like home. You right. want to bring your things that make you happy. Right, right. And, and you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, it's like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? And a lot of cases, I know I've, I probably the most important thing, are, you know, common thing I hear from families that I speak to is I'm in this huge house, but I don't even know where to begin. It's like too much for me to deal with. And if, uh, you know, if you have a senior loved one or if you have mobility issues or have challenges like that, it can seem overwhelming, like too much to deal with the stay, what we're saying where, you know, you've got to find help. But then there's this other side of you don't even even know how to begin. And so this hour, Kelly and I are going to be talking a lot about how to begin, how to take those steps, and what to expect when you move into a community. 
about what are the amenities going to be there. And I think the last thing I want to talk about this hour is how can you leave a legacy? How can you make your mark on the community that you live in? And Kelly and I are going to give some examples. So um, with that, Kelly, how do we start? Like, I, what's the first step? Well, it, it depends. If you're downsizing a loved one because they're going to be making a move, the first thing you have to determine before you go through that house and lose your mind, right. <laughs> first thing you got to figure out is what's going that's got to be your very first priority because once yeah. that stuff's out of the house, everything else gets a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. But you really do need to sit down with your parents, you know, whoever you're helping, and talk about what's going to be important in the new home. Um, I'm going to throw this out real quick. If you have a loved one going to a memory care community, we recommend bringing seasonal clothing. So you're not going to pack, you know, all of mom's clothes for all four seasons into one small closet. If you have the capacity, to bring things seasonally, Good that's also going to help you not try to pack too much stuff into a, into a space. Um, but depending on what the diagnosis is with your loved one, where exactly they're going, first thing you got to do is figure out what's going. Mm -hmm. Once that's mm -hmm. out of the house, everything will be easier. But this is where some families get into a little bit of a conflict because they think they know what mom wants. Mm -hmm. Mom really wants to bring other things. Yeah. So you, have to, you know, is, is bringing everything mom wants, what's a necessity, what makes it feel like home. Sure. You know, those sure. are the kind of things you have to really weigh out. Just because mom wants every single piece of furniture, not going to happen. Right. So then you've right. got to negotiate. Well, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, by sitting down and planning with your family on a lot of things, uh, there's going to be personal items that um, you're going to talk to your loved ones or, you know, yep. your children or your siblings yep. or friends or family on what are some things you'd like to have someday of mine. Um, you know, what my generation, what the boomers did, uh, what we wanted is very different than what the next generation is liking. So yep. it's important that if you're going to pass some personal items on to family, what does that look like for your family? Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of the dot system because you can have, I always recommend sitting down individually with each one of your loved one or do it you know, Zoom or whatever of your children. Don't do it in a group setting because sometimes somebody's going to speak up and then they're going to be quiet, you know, the other one. But then you have the decision when you're talking to your adult children, <clears throat> what is it you'd like to have someday? Well, mom, I'd love to have that crystal bowl that you have. I go, I'm a big fan of going to an office supply store and getting those colored dots and assign a color to to your kids and if they're there in person you know um mary you get the blue dots go around and put a, a dot you know on every single thing that you would like to have someday now if there's an item that has more than one dot on it then guess what it's the owner of that person <laughs> you know it's your decision who gets that item and but there is um a really good way to to um you know, decide, number one, what is going to have value to move forward um, to your loved one. But I think the other side of it is, which is really important, is having the ability to move forward in with a plan. And I think that's the key, because once you know where these items are going, to me, that's the first thing you do. And yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Kel? Well, I think that's really smart, because, again, but you also have to remember, if you're going to, if you've got three kids, mm -hmm. okay, for example, and you're getting ready to do something a little bit different. What my strong recommendation is, is also keep a list. Yeah. Uh, most lawyers, when you do your will, they give you a sheet to fill out that you don't even have to have notarized. 
but it's a sheet that goes with your will that outlines what goes where. If you have expensive items, the last thing you want are your kids fighting over. Mom said I can have the glass bowl. My mom said I can have. I have the blue dot. <laughs> Don't do that. You write it out. Make sure everybody's very clear on, on also yeah. who gets what. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot of times what, what we see so often is families don't have these discussions. No. And they move mom into an assisted living or, you know, that type of an environment. And now she's not having a great day. Things are up because she can't find half of her stuff. She's upset because they didn't bring the right things. You know, and the kids are at home fighting over things that they didn't belong to them in the first place. You know? Yes, exactly. Kind of like, you, you really got to, you got to almost treat this like a business deal in some cases yeah. just to protect yourself other, yeah. and protect your yeah. kids. Well, and I think the important thing is, is to, I remember distinctly um, having a conversation with my mother about um, her china and her crystal. And mm-hmm. it was so funny because she didn't think that I would care to have it. And I spoke up and I, got, I said to her, I go, mom, I want that someday. She said, you do? And I said, absolutely. And, and she was like kind of Done. She didn't realize that it would have that kind of, um, you know, importance to me. But you see, therein lies the what you're saying. Having those conversations, you may have a a painting on a wall or a sculpture someplace in the house that you'll be surprised that one of your, you know, children or maybe a sibling or a good friend might just love to have that. Someday. Maybe they've never said a word about it. Exactly. Cool. They've always admired <laughs> it. They've always thought it was great. My parents have a statue of the Raven from Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, wow. And he's probably three feet tall. Well, they get a lot of compliments on it, but that doesn't mean that, you know, maybe they have one good friend or one of uh-huh. their kids that would really think that was cool. But we're not going to ask for it because they're still alive. <laughs> we're no. going to take their no. stuff. But that's the whole thing is. You have some really cool things that your kids don't, they're not going to keep, they're not going to hang on to them because they're valuable. They're going to hang on to them because they're sentimental. They're going to hang on to them because they remember when you got it or it's part of their family. It's part of a heritage. Um, If you marry somebody with a different ethnic background, for example, you know, are there things in the home that are from the Ukraine that are from Scotland? You know, are those family heirlooms that you want to actually, you know, make sure that stay in your family, that kind of stuff's important too. Exactly. And, and, you know, I think it's okay to speak up, you know, mom, someday I would really like to have that Raven statue. You know, those are the kind of things in, in the way of having and starting to open these dialogues. Um, that is a wonderful way to just have a nice thing of someday I'd like to have something. And I think that's a compliment. It is a and compliment. It, but we also so, have to remember this newer yeah. generation coming up, they don't want mom's china for no. some reason. <laughs> they want you know, something that's a little bit more unique, right? A little more unique, but not something that's going to take up a lot of space. A jewelry, I, I maybe. How many families yeah. come in and the, everybody's talking about, yeah, well, we're going through mom's things right now, but none of the grandkids want the china. It's because that's mm-hmm. a different generation. Yes. They don't want china for their weddings. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a whole new world. Yes. And so Kelly and I are going to be here the rest of this hour. In the meantime, Kel, how do we reach you? Best place to do it is carepartnersliving.com. You can see the buildings, read testimonials. You can even see what we look like. 
Yes, you can. Well, you can see it on your website. And, you know, we're so excited to partner with you every year. And we are, by the way, on this Saturday, going to be taking a bunch of therapy dogs, therapy doodles, Vineyard Park, Bothell. I'm so excited. So I know they're very excited. And so we're going to be back and talking this hour about how do you declutter? How do you get things started? How do you get the ball rolling? And Kelly and I will be right back right after this. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.